Jack be nimble, Jack be quick. Jack jump over the candlestick. Jumping over a whole candlestick might be an easy proposition for a young boy named Jack, but it's a much different feat for a tiny ant. The Jack Jumper is a bounding bug with a little more than a skip in its step to keep it away from predators and to bring it closer to prey. But if you can't fly, you might as well jump to survive here in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. Thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, please search Cassie Michelle on YouTube or Spotify. And thank you to Johanna for the creation of this week's artwork. To check that out, you can visit us at our home in the web at ldtaxonomy.com. And a very special thank you to our patrons, to uh, Jesse Raspolich, Carol Raspolich, and Richard Kaspar. Thank you so much for your support. It's greatly appreciated. Thanks for helping us keep the lights on. And... Today we're talking about an Olympic-level bug, but more on that later. Yeah, thank goodness they don't allow bugs into the Olympics. Not yet. Of all this all this darn progressivism, <laughs> it'll, it's just a matter of time. The slippery slope argument has proven to be more valuable than we once thought. So you never know. Yeah, so, soon these... Uh, your average God-fearing human will won't be able to compete in anything because it's just gonna be bugs, godless <laughs> bugs. It's <laughs> <laughs> all that's gonna be left. Uh, but what are we talking about? What exactly? We're talking about the uh, Jackson Jumper Amp. The Jackson Jumper Amp. Now it's that. Just- sounds like an indie band let's take that again it's jack and he's a jumper ant jack be nimble jack be quick jack jumper ant that or the first that that's the those are the words of the intro so you 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 nailed it yeah it's the jack jumper did you know that that's uh some kind of sport team in australia (laughs) or in tasmania (laughs) No. Wait, hold on. I forgot what uh, sports team they are. Basketball. They play basketball. Is it named after the ant? Jack Jumpers, yes. And their their logo is a very fierce look, uh, close-up of the ant's face. Tasmania <laughs> Jack Jumpers. Uh, yeah, it's uh, also known as the Black Jumper. There's there's a joke there somewhere, I think. Um, it's yeah, also but known we as can't the ho- make it. The hopper, I can, you can't, apparently. Um, The jumper ant, the jumping jack, and the skipper ant. Um, But we're going to call it here the bounce and pounce. And the red jumpsuit, apparatus. (laughs) Okay. Speaking of dumb band names. Jack jumper Um, ant does sound like it could be a good band name, but it's already a team name. You said Jackson Jumper Amp. And 
so that that's what sounded like a team name or a, not a team name a uh, a band name like no that An- really does like <laughs> andrew jackson jihad is that a real thing that is a real terrible band <laughs> <laughs> it's like what if we all just uh kind of took feather dusters and smacked instruments with them and and kind of uh wailed in the background huh. That's in the background, be we're going to hunt gonna for whales. <laughs> yeah, we're getting it. We're getting <laughs> W-A-I-L, okay? Get your mind out of the animals. Well, should we get our mind into the kingdom of Animalia? Sure. Let's get that mind back onto the animals. Well, here's the taxonomy. It's in the domain Eukaryota. I care a lot of. It's in the kingdom Animalia. It's in the phylum Arthropoda. It's in the class Insecta. The order Hymenoptera. Mm-hmm. The family for Mycidae. It's an ant. Mm-hmm. Subfamily Myrmecina. Is that a soft C? Do you think Myrmecina? Uh, yeah, Myrmecina. Whenever they the, put those two together, like I, I'll, I'll take one uh, pronunciation of the vowel for the first one, and then just pick the unstressed one for the second. True. The genus is Myrmicia, mm-hmm. and then the species is Pelosula. Myrmicia Pelosula. That's a nice one. I like saying Pelosula. Nancy Pelosola. Yeah, I was going to say, it's the sister to Nancy Pelosola. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Nancy well, so, Pelosola. Since we're in the business of uh, naming things, it's time for my second favorite part of the show, Nitty Gritty Nomenclature. We've done this before. We already know what they're called in groups because it's... I. I don't even know if I've uh, ever seen an ant just by itself. <laughs> They're always in groups. Um, so, this is the part of the show where I ask you, Joe, what is the English translation for the binomial nomenclature, which we just established is Myrmicia pilosula? Does that mean a sp- Spiny joints. B. Small hopper. C. Hinged mandibles. Or D. Hairy ant. I'm going to go with hairy ant. Like uh, Larry the Cucumber's ant, right? Because she had hair on her lip and he didn't want to. That's true. Yeah. Um, Is that your final answer? That is my final answer. You're correct. Larry was uh, appropriately sent to therapy for that. <laughs> and, and not just that. Also, <laughs> like, getting his lip caught in a gate. He had quite a bit of lip trauma that he had to work through. <laughs> uh, for sure. Um, yeah, it means hairy ant. Pilosula is hairy. So the Pokemon Pillow Swine makes a lot more sense to me now. Hairy pig. <laughs> that's what that's that is. Tr- that's, that's, yeah, hairy pig and mer- uh, Myrmicia is just a another word for ants. 
Which is kind of disappointing, but whatever. It's good. I like it. Here, would you like to know a description of it? Sure. Jack jumpers are black or blackish red in color and can have yellow or orange legs. The antenna tibia, tibiae, uh, tarsi, and mandibles of the ant are also covered in colored yellow or orange. Um, and they have ashy gray, unfortunately called pubescence, which is mm. what bug hair is. Uh, Love it. Because it's not, you can't say hair because it's not actually hair. It's chitinous um, fuzz, if you chitinous, will. Chitinous fuzz, yeah, the sequel to Hot Fuzz. <laughs> chitinous fuzz, oh, that's uh, salacious crumbs, brother. <laughs> what? Do you know who Salacious Crumb is? No. Is that a rapper? <laughs> Doesn't it sound like that? It sure does. But it's not. There's the it... there's the childish Gambino and Salacious Crumbs. <laughs> <laughs> salacious Crumb is the little nasty beaked gremlin that hangs out with Jabba the Hutt. Really? The the laughing dude? Yeah, Salacious B. Crumb. <laughs> he has a middle initial. What is it, a law firm? <laughs> oh, man, who took the trouble to name that thing? It's Star Wars. They've, they've parsed it all out. There's a, there's a word for the little tiny antenna thing that sticks up from the top of one of the ships. Salacious um, Crumb, though, that is that would be my wrestler name for sure. <laughs> uh, they, the ants have long mandibles and spindly legs, um, and they look pretty stinking cool. If you look at a picture of this guy, it's not just your regular ant. It's a fun ant that brings you, like, candy from abroad. It's a fun ant that you can ride and attack uh, scorpions with in your front yard if you happen to get shrunk. True, true. But that brings us to its uh, size and dimensions in relatable terms. Welcome to the Love Measure Up segment, the official listener's favorite part of the show, the part of the show when we present the animal size and dimensions through a quiz that's fun for the whole family. It's also part of the show that's introduced by you. When you send an audio of yourself saying, saying, or chittering the words, Measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We don't have a new measure up insurer this week, which means we get to hear from an ant. Carlos doesn't have to guess anything. Is it going to be... So are you going to choose from Bugs Life or Ants? Uh, Pick Sylvester Stallone's know. character from Ants. Stop <laughs> stealing my thunder. Oh, is that what you get? That's exactly what I was going to do. <laughs> and the, to be honest, that's the only actor that I remember being. I know it was like a star-studded cast, if I, uh, but I don't remember any of the other actors in it but him. Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Be honest, kid. Am I hurt bad? 
not not at all. You you actually you're looking terrific. You you got you know swell color in your cheeks. <laughs> is this where his head has been? Yes. Moved? This is I don't the think part. That's... <laughs> that's as far into the movie as I ever got because we watched it in theaters and watching some a character I. I was invested in be decapitated was all I could handle. It was very much not Pixar. So I don't know what happens for the rest of the movie. I was like <laughs> seven when we went to the theaters and for some reason, decapitation like just didn't sit well with me as a, as a child. <laughs> I'm not sure why, but the, uh, the, the, the villain from, from Anastasia, when his head goes into his like chest cavity, that was the end of the movie for me. Really? Yeah, I just couldn't handle characters being, even though he was the bad guy and he's like a zombie. But like, yeah, it was just, it was too, too, too graphic, too real. I mean, not real. I had not experienced decapitation before, but <laughs> yeah. Fun fact. It's like too close to home because you also have a head. Yeah, and that's like true. like stay on. <laughs> yeah, this is a conflict of interest. Uh, let's talk about worker length. 40 hours. Yeah. No more, no less. Thanks to, to the, the, thanks to the French. There are 12 to 14 millimeters or 0 0.47 to 0 0.55 inches. Half an inch. Got it. How many jack jumper ants go into the height of the highest elevation in Florida? I think we might have done this before. Yeah, I thought it was Mount Dora, but it's somewhere else. And I don't remember. This isn't even related. Jack jumper lives in Australia. Yeah. Guess what? I got nothing on Australia. Because we always talk about Australia because there's a ton of weird stuff there. There's a ton, of, a ton of weird stuff. We talk about Florida all the time, too. That's because we live here. Here's a hint. Florida's highest point is in Lakewood Park in Walton County. The point is called Britain Hill, and it's located just south of Alabama. Oh, yeah. It was a panhandle place. Basically not even Florida. I don't know. 200 feet? That sounds like a lot. Nah, it's got to be more than that. 400 feet. So my answer is 96 Hundred nine thousand six hundred ants. That that doesn't seem like it could be right, but that's what I'm going with. Final answer. Yeah, the correct answer is seven thousand five hundred and twenty-seven. Oh, that is uh, not a nursing school victory, but that is a lot closer than I thought I was going to be. There, the elevation is 355 feet above sea level. Wow, I guess 400? I must have that, like, rattling around back there in my head from the last time we talked about it. Because I pulled that out of, I was just like, 1,000 sounds like a lot. And 200 sounds like too little. It's not that much, but it's enough. Yeah, unfortunately I got a C on that one, so... I cannot be a nurse. Dag. Uh, let's talk queen length. Queens aren't that much bigger. Uh, they're 14 to 16 millimeters or 55 to or 0.55 to 0.63 inches. 
So how many jack jumper ants go into the length of the Regina Trench? I'll give you 5% if you can tell me what the Regina Trench is. I'm going to go with it's a trench. Where? Oh, that wasn't part of the question. You had just asked me what it was. What kind of trench? I don't know. Let's. I'm going to say it is a trench on the moon. <laughs> That's a good guess. That's something I would do, but it is not that. Uh. Here's a hint. The Regina Trench is the Canadian name for a German trench that they captured in the Battle of Somme. In the First World War. Oh, that's World War One. I. I told you World War Two was by. <laughs> that's what I was into. <laughs> well, it was the longest trench system in the Western Front. I, I maybe system's the wrong word. It might be the longest single connected trench. Because there's something like something crazy, like thirty-five thousand miles of trench in World War One. Yeah. And hearing that number, and then you hear this number, and it seems like, how could this be the longest one? They loved their trenches. And by loved, I mean absolutely loathed. In the Eastern Front, they didn't even need trenches. Well, it's not that they didn't need them. It's that they didn't really help. I'm going to go with 30 miles of one single trench. Three million. <laughs> Three million ants, final answer. Yes. Yes. Is that your final answer? Answer. Um, <laughs> correct answer. This is my final answer. <laughs> the correct answer <laughs> is 207,360 ants. Oh, that is a short trench. I am disappointed with World War One. The trench was only three kilometers, or 1.8 miles. So I guess there was a lot of little trenches that all stacked up to be 35,000 or whatever it was. Yeah, they needed Wonder Woman. That was really all that they that would have tipped the, the, the balance. But if you told me and even, like, five other guys to, like, dig a trench while, like, quickly before the enemy starts shooting... I would say, yeah, almost two miles is enough. But once you're down there, you just kind of start digging sideways. Once you're <laughs> like, once you're not in the fire anymore. And plus, not five guys, but thousands of guys. That's are. true. Five guys just makes delicious burgers. Um, would you like to hear some fast facts before we get into the big fact? Sure. Myrmicia pilosula was formally described and named by British entomologist Frederick Smith in 1858. Couldn't, I'm glad he didn't name it after himself. It's the Smith ant. Um... It was. It is commonly. I would assume that it's because it forges things. It uh, like its signatures. 
Yeah, it is. it's 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 the, this ant. They made a movie about it. It'd be played by Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's probably more likely something like Michael Jordan. It is commonly found in Tasmania and southeast mainland Australia. Jack jumpers prefer to live in open habitats such as bushland, woodlands, in dry open forests with gravel and sandy soil where they can nest. Mm. Despite the gauntlet of dangers small critters can face, the average worker has a life expectancy of over a year. Um, workers are known to known as gamer gates, which no, that doesn't mean they aren't arguing about feminism and harassment in the video game industry. Instead, they that means they are workers that can sexually reproduce with drones. Whether or whether or not a queen is present, still so another seem like a good name for it. It I have no idea why it's called that, but that's what a gamergate one word is. It's just a Adam Baldwin ant. What if it's gamergates? <laughs> the ant sting is unusual. Is usually only. Um, uh, like mildly irritating to humans, uh, like a typical ant sting. However, this species, along with others in the Myrmecia genus, can be dangerous to humans um, because their venom is immunogenic in humans, which means that it has the potential to cause human immune systems to overreact which means severe allergic reactions. Uh, Jack Jumper Venom is responsible for about 90% of Australian ant allergies. And in in Aussie Jack Jumper territory, around 3% of the population has developed an allergy to its venom. So among these allergic individuals, half can experience anaphylactic reactions, which can lead to death in rare cases. So about 20% of jack jumper ants have empty venom sacs. So if you get stung by one and feel no reaction, it doesn't mean you're not allergic. So just keep that in mind. I will. But if you're stung by 100, 20 of them might, only 20 of them will uh, not have venom. So you're probably okay. You're probably not okay if you get stung by 100 of them. <laughs> not okay yeah but if you don't have an anaphylactic sh- reaction then you won't you might not be anaphylactically allergic anyway that's all i got for that would you have any big old facts sure yeah i think i've got one we're calling this uh jack be nibble um th- like you said they're an absolute menace to uh, Australia and Tasmania, they are considered. I mean, they. I don't. I, I couldn't find like exact numbers, but they are considered one of, if not the most deadly creature in Tasmania. Uh, currently, uh, there aren't a lot of things in Tasmania uh, <laughs> that are. It's just a, it's an island with that doesn't have a lot of the the same dangers that uh, the main island does. But in terms of just pure fatalities um, due to anaphylactic shock, 
this the the jack jumper has a uh, pretty rough track record um so most ants use their highly specialized chemoreceptors to hunt or forage for food or defend themselves uh, but not the jack jumper uh, all it needs is line of sight it actually is really good eyesight uh, especially for a bug an insect um, and it can actually s snipe flying creatures like wasps out of the air so uh, it includes them on the menu um, but how does it get into the air well their primary mode of both attack and defense is jumping and stinging uh, they are like stuka bombers there we go there's our w ww2 reference um they dive bomb and attack um <laughs> when i wrote when i when i put this the jack jumper on the list of animals we should do i put that it could jump two feet um that's not true that is uh the the number is a lot less but it's still significant they can jump f about four inches um, which seems like oh, compared to two feet, that's nothing, but it's still eight times their body length and they can do it constantly, like repeatedly in a direction and straight up in the air. Um, so that'd be like you jumping some 40 feet straight up in the air or Simple. straight forward. Again, this is why they can't be allowed to compete, uh, in, in human sports. Um, it's also equipped with uh, strong mandibles, so it can bite, and then it has a stinger, so it can sting. So it's got two modes of attack and defense, and its stinger is smooth, so it doesn't have the barbs that, say, like a bee stinger would have, where a bee stings and the barbs keep it in lodged into the victim's flesh, um, and then the, if the bee removes it, the barb is is uh, ripped out of the bee's um, abdomen so and which eventually kills the bee so I don't I don't have no idea why that's the case for bees it seems would it seems like it would be much better to not die from your very first attack um, but that's the way God made him uh, that's not how we made the jack jumper though they can sting forever as long as they have venom in their in their glands which you know they run out but still being stung by one um or bitten by one without the venom is unpleasant um they are theorized to be able to produce an alarm pheromone like a lot of ants can do um which explains how they can attack in mass um and so if you're you know and a bunch of ants normal ants attacking in mass is like okay that's it's not that bad because, you know, they're on the ground. They're tiny. I'll just leave. Um, a lot less of a possibility uh, when they can jump. And every jump takes them four inches closer to you. And they can jump really rapidly, kind of like a flea. Um, so you have a swarming bull ant that jumps rapidly towards its prey or any threat and stings it over and over and over again so this is a uh, obviously not something you would want to be caught in um, and like you said they have uh, a lot of people have developed have allergies 
to uh, these ants or just bull ant venom in general. And so that's how what's given the jack jumper the reputation of being an an extremely deadly insect and quite possibly the most deadly creature on Tasmania. And I'm just reminded of the two ant scenes in movies that uh, have are seared into my memory. Um, the one being Daniel Radcliffe's character in the jungle uh, about to pass out and grabbing a tree full of uh, like driver ants to so that they would bite him and sting him uh so that he'd stay awake so he can make it to his destination and then the other one is the is indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull (laughs) so i'm trying to find a video of this because it sounds terrifying of like a swarm of them jumping. I couldn't find a swarm of them jumping. All of the videos were just like, look at this one. I'm like, I don't want to look at the one. I want to look at all of them. Yes, provoke their wrath. So I can witness <laughs> from a safe distance. Just use a robot. We've got robots now. <laughs> we do. We do have that. But yeah, that's all I got. It's, uh, that's the, the jack jumper. Uh, I wish I could tell you that it jumped two feet in the air, but uh, we would probably there would probably be no one left on the island of Australia or Tasmania if that were the case. It would just be this desolate wasteland where uh, the last few remaining people would were would drive you know crazy trucks around trying to kill each other for gas and bullets. <laughs> All, all while trying to avoid which the, was filmed in Australia did you know that was it yeah it's an Australian movie huh I did not know that all of them I don't know the first one um the very first one not Fury Road Mad Max yeah just Mad Max yeah I think what is it called? Oh, man. I am struggling to remember the Mad Max series. Me too. The only one I've seen is Fury Road. And that one looked like it took place in the Sahara. So. But Mad Max. Mad a Max. Self-destructing, in a self-destructing world, a vengeful Australian policeman sets out to stop violent and motorcycle gang. I should add that to the action movies that I'm planning on watching with the, the baby. Um... Because I want the I want to get the baby into uh, action movies. So, <laughs> uh, you got anything else? That's all I got. All right, that was the Jack Jumper Ant for you out there in Podcastia. Be nimble, be quick, and take a leap of faith. Stinger first into your prey, like the Jack Jumper here in life, death, and taxonomy. Hey Taxonomy Titans, I just want to remind you that we now have a Patreon. Patrons can see full video episodes and get shoutouts on the show. 
but ultimately it's a way for you to help us cover some costs and get even better. Still, reviews are the best way to help us grow. So if you haven't left one yet, we'd really love to hear from you. As always, thanks for listening and engaging. Life, Death, and Taxonomy is my favorite in the world podcast. <laughs> the maximum force of the future is the tagline. That doesn't mean anything.